0: past the hour the early morning late show i'm neil state I'm sitting for bill arnold regular wednesday guest is bill english from the bible and business always glad to have bill in studio welcome back good to see you hey
1: good to see you it's been a couple of years since we've been on the air together that's, so it's nice right. to be on the air yes, with you again
0: the uh... I think the uh, the statute of limitations just about up, so I think we're I think we're, I think we're <laughs> I think, it's think we're the, okay. It's the new year. We'll start something new and see if you know see if we get banished for another two. But uh, we're going to talk uh, wisdom and planning today. They go together. in you know, <clears throat> Proverbs three uh, five and six. Maybe it's a life verse for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make your paths straight. I think we all love to see 2018 as a year when, uh, you know, our paths can be straighter. And so we're going to talk about the importance of planning today. And Bill, I know you put together a, a good article on the issue of Proverbs and planning, but I want oh. to start with uh, Proverbs 16, three, commit mm-hmm. to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. I mean, is that really the, at the heart of this, that, you know, whatever we uh, have been planning, whether it's business or personally, that it needs to start with the Lord.
1: It does need to start with the Lord. And as we submit our will to him, and as we uh, come into alignment with what he has for us in our lives, not just for what we do, but for what we love, to bring our affections into line with his affections, our plans will naturally flow into what he has for us. And so he, in a sense, will establish our plans, as Proverbs sixteen three says here.
0: Well, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot in says Proverbs about having, a, you know, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And I'm assuming that you see that all the time in, in business where uh, people don't get the advice they really need.
1: Yeah, we really do. Uh, it's, it's stunning how many uh, business owners run a business for 20 or 30 years without a group of trusted advisors. I'm I'm just very very surprised, uh, and, and I don't know why I'm surprised at, at that. You know, after a while, you get accustomed to, to meeting a guy or a gal who's run a very successful five or ten million dollar business and they don't have an accounting firm they don't have a legal firm uh, they don't have a financial planner uh, you know they they don't have the type of trusted advisors that you would think one would have in order to succeed in business they just kind of meandered their way through and they've been very successful and but when it comes now to selling their business either transitioning it to to their kids their adult children <clears throat> or selling it to a third party suddenly those trusted advisors become very important because it's very difficult to sell your business without those folks in your life. Circle back
0: to that here as we uh, go along in conversation today. But I'm thinking as we think about plans, I mean, the fact is that, uh, you know, these oftentimes are our plans and our plans aren't necessarily rooted in God's wisdom. So uh, how do we know that you know, I mean, we've got ideas, we've got things that we want to do, but, uh, you know, the Proverbs 16, 9, the the Lord establishes the steps, right? We can make our plans, but, I mean, God's going to be the one who decides.
1: Yeah, so this is this is where that, that part of the Christian business reference architecture that I, I promote and and have developed out of Bible and business talks about hearing the voice of God. So one of the skills, one of the foundational skills that a business owner needs, is the ability to hear God's voice as he or she is making plans, as she or he is making decisions, and those plans uh, need to be baked in the soil of uh, godly advice from other folks. And they need to be baked in in God's voice of understanding where God is leading us. That is a countercultural way of doing business than than how most Americans or most MBA programs would tell you to do business. Uh, to get on your knees and to pray and ask God, what's next step? What's the, should we start this product line? Should we acquire this other company? Should we um, expand here or spin off this uh, segment there? Uh, those to to pray about those first is is countercultural to how most people run businesses.
0: As opposed to uh, just looking at their profit-loss statements or those kinds of things and just um, thinking in terms of Business strategy only.
1: Yeah, just just saying. You know what what makes sense on paper mm-hmm. and in running it by a few people and saying, yeah, why don't we go ahead and do this? Starting with prayer and hearing the voice of God and letting God lead you in business, and that that becomes a tricky. Uh, our topic this morning isn't to differentiate between uh, my ambition and godly ambition. You know, there's 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 a fine line there. But when it comes to planning, Proverbs assumes two things always. Proverbs assumes the sovereignty of God and it assumes the uh, sage advice of other people around you. And so if you are not submitted to the sovereignty of God and if you're not well-connected to people who are uh, wise people in a godly way um, and wise in the area of uh, of the decision that you're trying to make, uh, then you're probably not following the thrust of what Proverbs says about planning and business. It does seem like Proverbs assumes that... Uh there are opportunities
0: to uh, to do evil or there are there are villains or there are fools that you know we uh, you spent some time talking about that as well that uh, we need to plan not to be uh, doing things uh, in a
1: hurtful way to others well everything every righteous act can be perverted to evil mm-hmm. Right. And so planning in and of itself is neither righteous or evil. It's just an activity. It's how you use that activity. So the evil, believe it or not, do a lot of planning. I'll, I'll go back a few years here. I'm going to date myself a little bit. Do you remember the movie The Sting? Mm hmm. Right. With Robert Redford? Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of planning to get ready for the big con sure, at right. the end of the movie, right? And and we could probably go through no, a, another dozen movies. Uh, even The Princess Bride has a lot of planning in it, right? Not necessarily righteous planning, yes. <laughs> but planning nevertheless, yes, yes. right? So uh, planning can be used for evil. It, it, it can be used for righteousness. Let's not use it for evil. Let's use it to further God's kingdom. And it's so easy to...
0: Uh... You know, maybe just slip into that, maybe even unwittingly, right, where we're uh, even uh, with withholding good from those who well, to whom it's due. That would be one of those things.
1: Right? Yeah, it would be. You know, So so if you have good and, and you see somebody who is in need and you have immediately within your power and resources and authority the ability to meet that need, to him who knows to do good and does it not, it is to him. It is sin. That's mm-hmm. what James says, right? And so, I think that's four seventeen. So um, <clears throat> that that sometimes doesn't require a lot of planning. It just requires the ability to hear the voice of God and to respond spontaneously to what God is leading you to do at that moment. Yeah.
0: And I was thinking. I think our, our conversation last hour with Greg Borgon was it, one of the things he mentioned about uh, you know wisdom that it's tied with obedience. Right? It right. is. I mean, uh, we, it is. We can't just absorb it all. I mean, we have to live it out. Wisdom is
1: not an intellectual exercise. It is the living out of God's uh, word and God's uh, righteousness in our lives. Bill English with us from Bible and
0: Business. He's uh, written about Proverbs and planning. And uh, that is a post that's available,
1: bibleandbusiness.com.
0: Check that out. And we'll talk more with Bill in just a moment here on the Early Morning Late Show. The hour the Early Morning Late Show underway in this uh, third day of the new year 2018. How are you doing on your uh, New Year's resolutions? We're gonna talk about that here in the moment ahead. Bill English, Bill is founder of Bible and Business. Check it out, BibleandBusiness.com. He's a regular guest on the Early Morning Late Show. Bill Arnold, the uh, host normally in this spot, uh, not feeling well today. And so I'm sitting in and glad that you're feeling well enough to come in, Bill. And so, I'm glad yeah, that you're here. Yeah, we're all three of us apparently are doing just fine. Right? Yeah, we so, are. All right. Well, I'll be washing our hands vigorously after the show.
1: Where is that hand sanitizer? Sure anyway, we need is some of in here somewhere? Uh, so she, are, has, are, she has it. Uh, There she is. She got it.
0: Are you a New Year's resolution uh, person,
1: Bill? Is that something that you do? You know, I normally don't, but this okay. year I, I am. I okay. have I have one resolution this year, and it's really a goal more than a okay. resolution, but I'm going to try to finish my book. Okay. Uh, I was having lunch with. Is this Dale.
0: one that is just too many pages to read, or that you've? Uh, oh, this is not reading a book. No, 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 no. Okay, no. You're, yeah. okay right, yeah. just. Yeah.
1: Thanks. So, okay. Sorry. So, I, you know, so, so, I've written 15 technical books in the Microsoft yes. space, yeah. but this one is going to be about uh, the core thrust of what I talk about at the Bible and Business, about the integration of business ownership with our Christian faith. I was having lunch with Dale Hutchcraft, as you know, who is yeah. a professor here at University of Northwestern. And uh, I was talking to him about doing some things, and he just stopped me and said, Bill, you need to focus this year, 2018, on just getting your book done. Oh, okay. So, What does that take? We talk about planning and Mm -hmm. Proverbs, right, and New Year's resolutions. The New Year's resolution, you always envision the end goal in mind. You think, oh, I'd like that. I'd like to be 30 pounds lighter. I'd like to have my book done. I'd like like to, you know, wash my car, whatever it is, right? But then you never go through the process to actually create the plan to Mm -hmm. get you there. And so when it comes to New Year's resolutions, the hard part of the resolution isn't coming up with the resolution. It's coming up with the plan and then executing the plan that's going to achieve that resolution. So I started New Year's Day. I sent out an email to 6 people asking them to be technical reviewers of my book and and I'm looking for a copy editor and don't you you copy yeah. editors out there don't worry about it I'll find you. And uh <clears throat> and so we started the plan and I've got my first 2 of the 23 chapters written.
0: So is it a matter of uh, as you talk about just setting up that plan, I mean just breaking it down into what bite-sized pieces
1: is that the key? It or? is and and the advantage I have here is that I have uh uh, a lot of experience writing books. So, uh to me this is this is just another book project, right? But uh it, it is you got to, you got a here, here's your outline here are each of the chapters, here's how long I want each of the chapters to be, here's my h1 and h2 headings. Okay, now I know what I'm going to write. Now I just got to go write and fill in the content. Okay.
0: So is accountability uh, the key when it comes to New Year's resolutions?
1: Yeah, no? there, there can be a lot of accountability. So if, if you're resolved to lose 30 pounds this year, okay, then you're going to need accountability and you're going to need support. And so you're going to need somebody who has permission to look at you and say, don't eat that cinnamon muffin or don't eat that piece of pie or, you know, don't have cereal, have fruit right uh and then you're going to need support so that if, in my case if I was trying to lose 30 pounds this year I would be saying to my beautiful bride Kathy please do not buy Oreo cookies and and please do not buy uh cherry pies or now she can buy pumpkin pies all sure. day long. <laughs> sure. I don't care about that. <laughs> but cherry and blueberry. Okay. <laughs> I have a weakness.
0: So uh, how do you know that individually uh, we need accountability and support but uh, how does that work in the in the area of business as well? I mean is it the same uh, uh, situation where we need people that will speak into our lives, hold us accountable and, and support us? So.
1: It, it really is. Uh, I, am, I continue to be surprised at how many business owners have virtually no accountability for their actions or their decisions uh, other than how it affects them financially. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they just don't give anybody permission to speak into their lives. And it's not that they're nefarious about it. It's not that they're um, evil about it. It's just it just doesn't occur to them. Well, why would I need somebody to speak truth into my life? You know, I have that at church. I have a small group at church. You know, I get that at church, right? Or you know, I get that yeah. through my small group. But uh, having somebody who can speak into your life about your activity and your stewardship responsibility as a business owner is, or business leader is something that is is really lacking today. And I, I, I keep going back to this thing. I remember when Peyton Manning, okay, Super Bowl winner, MVP at Indianapolis, He gets traded to Denver. What's the first thing he says to his new coach in Denver? Do you you guys remember this story? He says, "I want you to coach me. I want Mm -hmm. you to make me better." Right here, you have a multi-million-dollar Super Bowl MVP saying to another man, "Speak into my life and make me better." How many business owners do that? How many business leaders do that? Very, very few, and and but those who do tend to be uh, highly successful in their businesses. So,
0: any ideas or strategies on on how to develop that? I mean, is it yeah, a matter get, of just
1: uh, get an executive coach, join a okay. CEO group? We're starting a. I'm I'm starting a CEO group of platinum. Okay. I wasn't going to bring this up today, but um, I'm starting a CEO group of platinum. Uh, join it. Join my group. We're going to be looking very heavily at who you are as a person and what your purposes are for being an owner or being a leader in business. Uh, it's going to be different than Vistage or CBMC or C12 and the others. Um, Or if if you don't want to join a group, uh, get an executive coach. Let somebody speak into your life. Let your staff do a 360 review on you so that you can shore up your derailers or at least hire people around you who shore up those derailers. Yeah.
0: And one of the challenges of twenty eighteen, well, in any year, I guess, is uh, you know how long do we keep the business? Uh, how do we make it grow or transition it? Uh, let's talk about transition.
1: Yeah, transitioning the business. Uh, we we uh, believe. I, I continue to believe that another recession is coming, and, and of course, if you say that long enough, it'll be true because they <laughs> always do happen. Uh, but I uh, I was speaking with some friends who know more about this than I do yesterday over lunch, and it just they were thinking that. Probably not 2018, but into 2019, we're probably going to see a dip in the economy. So for a business owner who's thinking about selling his or her business, uh, kind of the word is you need to be looking at doing it now, or you need to be planning to stay in that business another five to seven years before you try to sell it again. But trying to sell it in the three to five year time frame is probably going to mean you're selling it at the bottom of the market, and that's probably not when you want to be selling it.
0: Because uh, the market was uh, good last year,
1: right? It's, it was I mean, it was phenomenal yeah, last yeah, year. We yeah. are not going to see the same returns this year. It's just not going to happen. We are going to have some bear markets this year.
0: So does that mean we uh, move up the process if we're thinking about yeah, it? Yeah,
1: so let's say you're 62 and you wanted to work until you're 68 or 70. You may want to go ahead and decide to work till you're 63 or 4 and sell now as opposed to waiting until you're 68 or 70 and taking a chance on what the economy might be like. The longer we go without a recession, from our last one. We're already nine years out. The longer we go, the conventional wisdom is, the the more difficult the recession is going to be.
0: Yeah. And so uh, yeah, to get uh, the most value out of that, I mean, yeah. and again, I think it goes back to, as you said, uh, we talked right at the outset. I mean, it starts with prayer, right? That we're not, it does. I mean, it's one thing to look at the the balance sheets, but to... Seek God's direction to
1: and 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 really the question comes down to what is God calling you to do with the rest of your life and what resources is He calling you to pull out of the business so that you can live out His call for the rest of your life. That's how you should frame this. It's not how much money can I extract from the business and live as comfortably as I can. The question is, what is my call for the next twenty years? So let's say I'm sixty-five and I'm selling my business. What's my call until I'm eighty-five, right? What's my call, and what do I need out of the business to support that call? In the end, we all die. We don't take any of it with us. After we're dead, none of this matters, right? So what's my call, and what do I need to support that? And that's what I need to pull out of my business.
0: Proverbs 19.21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purposes that prevail. And let's uh, seek God's purposes for our business. Uh, Bill, always good to see you. Good to see you, Neil. Bibleandbusiness.com is the website. Check out Bill English. She's a regular guest on the Early Morning Late Show. And we've got uh, Breakpoint coming up in just a minute.